Welcome to the GEM series, powered by Rocket Level. On this podcast, we empower entrepreneurs to succeed by setting big goals, executing like a pro, and having a fearless mindset. The GEM series is all about investing in yourself. We're here to share the path to getting what you want out of life by sharing the stories of entrepreneurs who have done this themselves, providing thorough research from our team on what careers and habits are yielding the best results, and discussing the mindset it takes to overcome the obstacles that all future entrepreneurs will face. Investing in yourself starts with putting in the work every single day, and this podcast is here to help you do exactly that. My name is Blake Chapman. I'm the Vice President of the Ambassador Program here at Rocket Level, and I am thrilled to be your host for the Gem Series. All right. Hello, everybody. Today, I am pleased to welcome another incredible guest to the Gem Series, Jessica Caballero. Jessica carved out her place as a creative director in corporate environments and then ultimately made the switch to working for herself full time in real estate. And I mean, she is a luxury real estate professional and is widely known by her brand, Jess the City. Jessica has achieved so much. She's achieved the coveted President Circle Award for the top 6% of agents at her brokerage globally and has actually been recognized by the Atlanta Realtors Association as a top producer. Um, so. I guess what I'm getting at is she's she's killing it, uh, and she's right here with me. Jess, how are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Hey, I am so glad to have you on. Yeah. Um, so, Jessica, obviously, I can't sum up everything in a couple of sentences. Could you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I have been an Atlanta resident for the past 26 years, uh, originally from New York City. And uh, yeah, so I've been here. I was in the creative world, much like you were saying, um, graphic design, creative direction. And I was in corporate America for about, I don't know, 22 years or so. And then I decided to take uh, a leap of faith, retire from that career and start a new one in real estate. So yeah, um, definitely had that entrepreneurial spirit my entire life, but I didn't really like hone in on it until after 40. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I'm happy that it's happened um, because I feel like uh, I'm able to uh, do a lot of things that I love, serve my clients and uh, help people build some wealth, which is the best part. <laughs> Absolutely right. Absolutely right. That is so cool. Uh, it is neat, though, you know, seeing people reach that stage where you're like, hey, it doesn't matter. It's just at some point hearing stories like this about ripping the Band-Aid off and going after what you actually want is just, I don't know, it gets me pumped up every single time. And uh, I hope everybody can get connected to what they truly want to do. So take me back to the, the beginning of uh, you, you mentioned having an entrepreneurial spirit at a pretty young age. Yeah. Uh, what, what were some examples of that? Like, what was your first kind of goal growing up? Thing. Yeah. Um, so I always knew I wanted to be my own boss. That was uh -huh. for sure. You could probably ask my mom about that. So as a child, definitely. <laughs> um, I had a solution for everything. There was never a problem. It was always like, how are we going to figure this out? So I think from a child, I was a problem solver. And that's just, uh, again, I've honed in on some of those problem solving skills as I've gotten older. And uh, yeah, so I've always led with that just innately. So, um, and then being in corporate America, I mean, that's, again, another thing I really learned a lot about leading people. Um, uh, I learned about corporate politics, you know, things I didn't necessarily love. Yeah. <laughs> thinking, yeah. You know, I think that I could create my own business and, uh, and incorporate some of the, you know, uh, I don't know, 
just some genuine, you know, care for my clients and all of that type of thing and bring it into a business model. And, uh, and I have, and so it's been, it's been really great. Um, it's tiring, you know, it's, it's hard to be everything and wear many hats, but, sure. um, but it's just, it, you know, I just love it so much. So it fuels me. So that's, uh, that's really, really incredible. Um, and hearing that background, it makes a lot of sense how you'd be able to leverage that in what you do right now. So take me to the mindset of where you were at whenever you're like, what I want to do something else. What was yeah? Where where what, how are things going around then? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can I remember the first time around. So this is the second go around at my own business, but this time it's it's stuck. Um, the first time around was let's see, I believe it was 2012, uh, and I was in corporate America. I was taking a little bit of a break, and I decided to start um, a small business called the Cycle of Style and. Uh, you know, I love fashion and luxury goods, et cetera. So it was a small concept where I was bringing that to people in a very personal type of space. And it was by appointment yeah. only. So I was doing that and uh, I really liked it, but it just didn't take off. And, you know, at the time I had a mentor, my friend, Richard Blackwell, love him. You know, he said, look, don't be upset if your business does not work out. If you've tried everything and you need to, you know, say, you know, this one didn't work out for me, that is part of being a business owner. And that makes you stronger, knowing when to bow out gracefully. And so I did that. I, I gave it three years. I had to bow out gracefully. And but what that did was it helped me think about, OK, well, if it's not that, then what? And so um, I went back to corporate America for a little while. I was with Home Depot for corporate for um, about seven years. And within that time, it gave me an opportunity to think about what do I want to do? Um, what are the skills that I can bring to a business? How do I utilize my network of people that I, I know? Uh, and so and that brought me to real estate. You know, it's uh, I, first of all, love homes have a few. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate architecture. Um, I love business. So I feel like I'm 50% analytical, 50% creative. So I feel like I could bring that to my clients uh, and to the business as well. So, um, you know, that's kind of how it started. Um, so, you know, my time at Home Depot was a little bit of my buffer to kind of figure out things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> figure out a lot about my personality, too. I mean, I will say my time there was really great in the sense where I got to learn about, like I said, leading, um, what kind of manager I, I am. You know, I, I did a disk management profile, which has just been awesome. I mean, I'm a high D all day. <laughs> so I just know that. <laughs> and it's just like, why fight? Why, why fight this? I'm going to do my own thing. So um, I set out to become a realtor in 2018, actually 2017. I got to be honest, it took me a few times to pass that test. And uh, sure. but I was definitely highly motivated. And, uh, and then 2018, uh, I became a realtor. Uh, that was January 2018. And then I decided to officially leave corporate America. And that was a hard decision. You know, I got having something that's somewhat secure uh, to going to something that's very unknown. Um, it was terrifying. It was absolutely sure. terrifying. I was by myself. I didn't have any support. Uh, I had some money in the bank, but that was, you know, that was it. And, and then I had motivation and drive. And the other thing I definitely knew is that I would never let myself um, be in a bad position. Like if I had to take on a side job or do something 
in the interim, I would do that, but real estate was the focus. And it was like, it's not, uh, I wasn't going to be that person that was in it for, you know, six months to a year. And then, oh, I'm not making any money. I'm out of here. So I, I definitely knew that it was a long game. And I think most things are, most things that are yeah. worth it are a long game. And uh, lots of growth over the past five years for me, just from like a personal perspective, emotionally, <laughs> um, as a business person, it's been, it's actually been a beautiful transformation. That's really, really incredible. Uh, you know, it's, it's also a few things that I took out of that is one, it's, it's really neat that you've been, uh, you know, fueled by your past ventures to be able to realize, hey, look, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to. I'm going to make a way to make something work out for myself and keep trying and growing your skills and focus on learning yourself and then bringing that into something that fits really well for you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we actually, I, I was like, when I was looking around a little bit more about you, we do have a couple of mutuals and they spoke so highly of you and said how excellent you are at your job. Um, you. So wow. yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, I, you're obviously killing it right now, which I think is uh, just, just great because real estate is not, it's not easy, you know? I mean, tell me like, what were your expectations going in and how yeah. did they line up with reality when you first got started? Hmm. Okay, so I think this is maybe, I sh share this with other people that start because I mentor people and I hear this often. So this yeah. is the thing. So I thought when I started that everyone I knew, loved, family, friends were just gonna flock to me. <laughs> it was actually quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and then, so it took me about an entire year, my first year to figure out, like, I'm not mad at anyone. Use me, don't use me, whatever. Um, it was really just about connecting, handling things gracefully. I think just, you know, being graceful, what may not happen today will probably happen sometime in the future. Um, I had to build credibility and I completely understand that. Um, and I didn't, you know, originally I was upset about, you know, someone didn't use me or whatever. And that was the tough part. But, um, and then the other thing I didn't really realize is how much I had to work on self too. I mean, we talk, especially at my brokerage, I'm with Atlanta Fine Homes, um, Sotheby's National Realty. That's a mouthful. Um, we talk a lot about mindset. We talk a lot about, you know, um, making sure that we're right and we're in a really good headspace to help our clients and and bring them um, you know a high level of service. So uh, I had no idea prior to coming into this industry that so much of it was about mindset. So I um, so that's that. I mean that's really important and valuable lesson that I have learned, and um, it's been super helpful. Mindset is 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 everything. What's an example of the kind of mindset that you think you have to channel to be able to move move forward and keep. Yeah pursuing the next thing for yourself. You can't take anything personal in this business. Yeah. And, uh, and so that there's that. Um, I think the other part, I want anyone that does business with me, anyone that's a friend to me, I want them to feel better um, after meeting me. So, you know, when they walk away, they're like, wow, I really enjoy that experience. So, um, you know, that's another thing. So I'm just really mindful of like being able to give people that, I don't know, like, I want them to have a great experience with me. You know, I'll, I'll Absolutely. do any, almost anything for my, my clients, uh, friends, colleagues, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems like there's a high level of needing to be self-aware if you're a, uh, a real estate agent as well. I mean, 
how do you uh, how do you how do you learn about yourself, you know, so that you can understand how you're coming across to people and all of that? Yeah. Well, I think that was a journey that happened well before I decided to embark on real estate. So, um, you know, my late 20s, I was very interested in uh, probably undoing some of the things in my in my life prior and, you know, really kind of becoming Jessica, not my parents version of Jessica or, you know. And so and just kind of breaking away from that, um, I surrounded myself by people that, you know, were wanted to learn those things as well. Um, I hired a coach, she was a life coach. And at the time I hired her because I was embarking on triathlon and doing stuff like that. So I, I just needed help with mindset around that. And then it morphed into just talking about my life and experiences and things like that. So I think that that practice for the past 12 years has made me highly aware of some of my just everything all of it uh, so it, it definitely um my, my my coach always says she's like it, it never has anything to do with anyone else it's always about like what you're saying to yourself and and um and she's she's not wrong <laughs> yeah yeah i've no. heard coaches and mentors and and a life coach as well how essential is it do you think to invest in these kinds of uh resources you know i mean should should people should everybody be doing this if they want to better themselves you think i mean i, I do i i think it should be a requirement but yeah you know, <laughs> um, you know <laughs> me too people don't want to me find too. out about themselves and they're scared and and that's the other thing through my journey with coaching i learned to stop being stop fearing certain things or understanding the root of the fear and and why like why am i so afraid of this thing or why am i so afraid of starting my own business if i fail then what i mean for me failure is not even a thing it's it's a learning yeah. it's character building moments it's you know like this is all to make you better and so i think um i've been able to uh, apply some of the skills and the principles that i learned through coaching and really like spin it differently once i had a really hard day yesterday by the way it was but I had to spin it differently at least five times for myself. And so I was so in my head. <laughs> yeah. About like, nope, that's not what I'm going to say. This is not a terrible moment. We're going to make this right. So, and it really does help. It, it really has helped me quite a bit. It has, and it's also yeah. attracted things to me that I wasn't attracting before. So I definitely think there is the, the power of attraction and um, people see it and they kind of, it's like a moth to a flame, right? So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. You know, I mean, I feel like failure is this thing where if you're not failing, then maybe you're not raising the bar, you know? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're just, if you're just constantly, uh, in your comfort zone, then you're never going to be able to, never going to be able to take it to that next level, which Certainly. sounds like you are constantly practicing something like that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I constantly um, try to push myself as it pertains to that. I don't expect it from everyone around me. But I mean, again, I, I it's just, um, but I do, I try to push myself as much as I possibly can to be the best version of Jess. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you do all kinds of stuff. Uh, what are your biggest passions currently? <laughs> I know this is so totally nerdy, but investing in real estate is my passion. It just really is. Um, my significant other, David, he's upstairs. Um, we have some property together. We have a tiny house in East Atlanta. What? You know, we are embarking, getting some property. That's where I live. 
Florida. Oh, cool. Okay. So um, it's called the Charles. It's a tiny luxury experience. Um, so I love anything that is about business and then having a creative spin to it because I have yeah. to u- utilize that creative part of me. So uh, that was the perfect thing. We embarked on that on in 2020. Oh, sorry, 2021. And I had this vision for it and uh, we had it built and we did some marketing around it, made it really pretty. And so that's our baby. The Charles is our baby. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I can, can I stay a couple of nights? What? Absolutely. Oh my <laughs> okay. gosh. I want everyone to stay there. Yes. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Yeah. My, uh, my wife and I love tiny homes so much yes. and uh, yeah, that's, that's very, very neat. So tell me yeah. a little bit more about the creative side of you. Like, how do you see that being merged into what we, you know, what, what you're doing currently, yeah. you know, if you could expand on that a little bit more. Certainly. I, so, um, there's the creative side, like physically, right? So when I go into a listing or I'm helping people, yep. um, get their homes ready, of course, I, I'm pretty good at purging and able to like eliminate things quickly from the equation to make it look like a different home. So, that's where the trust comes in with my clients. And, you know, especially for the ones that refer to me and don't really know me, it's like, please just give me my, my moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yes. you know, I will redesign, restyle a house in an hour and get that ready. So it's a natural gift. I don't know where it came from, but there's that part. Um, I help my clients after they, they purchase uh, a really good friend of ours. He purchased his a beautiful home recently. And he's just like, what do I do with this place? It like, where do I start? So, you know, I took on a project where I helped him design his house and, and that was so fun, you know, because it was, you know, he was telling me about his personality and he wanted a smoking room and he wanted to do all this cool stuff. So I came with uh, some ideas and, um, and we executed, it was again, just a, a fun thing. And so, and to see that the smile on his face after the fact is like, wow, like this is really my place now. So like, I just love that feeling. I just love something about that. So, um, and then from a business standpoint, I think there's creativity. I mean, I have to be creative all day, every day with contracts, uh, how we're spinning things, you know, uh, all, all of that. So that's another side of creativity. <laughs> Wow. That's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, that totally makes sense to me. And I feel like a lot of times creativity comes from a place of that's how you can show people that you, you care and you're, it's like channeling each kind of falls into the other. Um, and it goes a long way, I would imagine, especially in, in real estate, but really in, in, in everything, um, which I, yeah, I, I love. So for me though, I think the key thing is kind of touched on, on mindset, but I mean, you have to just be constantly motivated. I mean, you're doing so much right now and I've already, I can already tell that you are like constantly motivating yourself. So how, how do you maintain that? Yeah. So I fall off sometime. I'm, I'm human, right? It happens. Yes, but I would say I keep it simple. Uh, I try to, uh, I keep, or I have a regimen. I try to do it every day. Sometimes it doesn't happen every day, but it's my miracle morning and I try to get up before the rest of the house and just have my hour to hour and 15 minutes for Jessica. And that is what I call um, my time to dream and be creative. It, you know, that's the time where I reconnect to why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, Cause I don't want to lose sight of that. Cause the minute I lose sight of that, then I'm off doing things that I shouldn't be doing. So, you know, I, I try to stay connected with that concept. Um, I do my affirmations. So I just recently, took this course 
<laughs> they're good. They're really good. Um, I took a ninja selling course through Sotheby's, which is phenomenal. And they talked about writing something down 25 times a day. And it was the same phrase 25 times. It takes about 11 minutes to do it. And, uh, and then doing that for like a 30 day period. And then after the 30 days, changing that affirmation to something different. And I have got to tell you, I've been doing this for two months and I have attracted some of these things that I've written down. It's really a powerful tool. Um, and so it's almost like meditation when you're doing it, because as 100%. you're writing it, you're absorbing that. And, and that's like top of mind. So if you're starting your morning that way, like it's free, it's easy. And that's that time for you. Uh, so I feel like that is the motivation and that's, so I'm, I'm always connected to why I'm doing what I'm doing and everything around that has to serve that purpose. Mm. So, yeah. That is genius because writing something like that down intentionally every single day, I, it just, it, it helps weed out all the other stuff, you know what I mean? And, and hone in. I, uh, I think that's incredible. That is an excellent form of, uh, of meditation. I love uh, meditation and, and uh, affirmations and yeah. mantras and, and honing in. Uh, yeah. And I think the biggest thing that I get out of it is uh, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know that I'm connected to the spiritual side of it as, as much as I am somebody that is using it as a way for me to, uh, yeah, simplify my life a little bit and focus on what I actually want. So it sounds like that's sort of what, sort yeah. of what you do and, you know, I'm sure there's a little spirituality thrown into the mix there too. There definitely course, but, is. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's a little bit of that in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. I do you think that time for yourself is key and carving it out is like, it, I think it's like the only thing that matters sometimes is just having that time for yourself and making that time, whether it's day or night or whatever, but undistracted time solely for you. Mm -hmm. So has there ever been a time that you wanted to, give up or throw in the towel ever whenever you've been doing this. I mean, I just know there's all, there's all kinds of experiences whenever you're going in and doing something totally new and, and, uh, you know, going for it. Yes. Um, I can't say that I felt that way recently, but I would say my second year in, I definitely felt that way. I was, um, some of the people that were coming my way, you know, I, I had, I've had a lot of interesting transactions and, and, uh, conversations with people. And, um, you know, it's hard to, to be in a position where people don't value you and your time and what you do. And yeah. time is the most precious resource on this planet. So it's, it's even more precious than, well, anything else, in my opinion. So you don't get it back. And so when you're giving so much of yourself to people, and that is not valued on the other end, that's just a really tough one for me. So I felt that in 2019, a lot. And I think I was definitely more sensitive to it as well. Uh, I have a little more thick skin now, and I can deal with it. And I know where to put that. But um, yeah, that's probably when I wanted to, you know, not being treated with respect. Or, you know, I think a lot of people think in our line of business that we're you know, we don't, we don't have good intentions. We don't mean well, and we're money driven, which, you know, the last part, you know, okay, that might be the case for some. Um, yeah. I try not to lead with that. I lead with my heart and I lead with the idea of, I, I want to be in your life forever. I, I want to grow with you and your family. Let's grow old together. I always say that. And so mm -hmm. just, just know that I'm coming from that place. Um, so, but you know, again, not everyone values that. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I think those are not my people. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so important to 
you know, whenever you do get down in, in one of those scenarios to, to find that, that self-validation and just, you know, I think what I've noticed is anytime I've felt been in a place of being burnt out or anything like that, it's that I start listening to the negative instead of, instead of listening to the positive. And, and it's sometimes that's a really tough switch for me to make is, uh, or in the past, I've been loving life for a uh, for the, the in the recent in the recent years but uh, I've definitely relate to that in a way that um, you know I've had people I I'm in sales you know yeah. and uh, you I, you want to lead with empathy and, and care and genuinely trying to help somebody um, yeah. but it can obviously there is burnout that comes from comes from all of that so what do you do to kind of like dig yourself out of the trenches whenever you or back then when you dealt with when you navigated that because obviously You've, you've kind of found more tools and you've mentioned thick skin a couple of times. Uh, Certainly. Yeah. You know, um, a support system I think is really great. Um, so I have a mastermind group of other realtors that I work with cool. and, you know, we have our conversations and, you know, we, we care about each other. We care about each other's businesses. We, we pick each other up when we're down kind of thing. And there's lots yeah. of motivation and uh, that type of speak, but amongst um, my peers. So, uh, I value that. I mean, I've had great support from my, um, I've had two brokers so far in my career. And so just amazing people that have seen everything, you know, and they're just like, you got this, like you've got the skill set to like exceed, excel and be amazing in this industry. Like just, this is just a hiccup. And, you know, and, and, and eventually you'll start, those people won't even come to you anymore. They'll, they'll go somewhere else and that's okay if they do. So yeah. I think hearing that, and understanding it and, and, and knowing that I don't need to serve everyone is okay. <laughs> no, that's totally, totally true. Yeah. So whenever you first got started in real estate, I'm going to take it back a little bit further because it made <laughs> okay. me think about support systems. What was your family like? Uh, you know, did you, was, was everybody pretty like supportive of you to, to make this change? Cause the reason I ask these kinds of things too, just to give a little bit of context, uh, a lot of our listeners are people that are you know, in the corporate environment and are very curious about going and doing something that fills their heart up a little bit more and gives them the ability yeah. to uh, be results oriented and and go after what they truly love. Um, yeah. So I think it's really good for everybody to hear about like what the experience is whenever you do rip the bandaid <laughs> off and how you kind of how you navigated that. Uh, I don't know if they want to hear my perspective. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. It, it, the the hard happy. truth. The hard truth is, is what's good. You know, it ain't yeah. easy. So my family did not understand what I was doing. They, they were like, you went to art school. You're really great at what you do. You have this great job. I don't understand. So, um, and I didn't either, but I just, there was obviously a huge need to fulfill this entrepreneurial spirit. And um, so I did it anyway, had a really great group of friends, other fellow entrepreneurs that understood my madness. And they were able to be there for me and just like, you know what, keep going, keep going, keep going. And um, so my friend group and the people that I associated with changed a little bit from my corporate life. It was a bit, it's like I had, it's almost like I graduated high school and went to college and I didn't see the same people anymore that I knew in a sense. Yes. <laughs> and I was yes. associating slightly with different people. Not that I don't associate with people from my um, corporate life anymore. That's not true. But, you know, in those initial stages of my career, when I was starting, um, I was very uh, mindful of who I was spending my time with and, and what the conversation was. And I knew that it always had to be positive and encouraging. And I was also surrounding myself with people that were doing much better than I was at the time. 
So, uh, and I think that's key. Even if they didn't want me to be around them, I was that, I was that girl. <laughs> that's so yeah. ideal. Yeah, yeah, it is. You just learn so much from people. And um, yeah, so it's, uh, that's how I survived, I think, the first two years. Mm. Yeah, sur surrounding yourself with those kinds of people will just change your game entirely, you know, yeah. and give you so many perspectives. You want mm -hmm. people that have walked the walk to be around you uh, Absolutely. and requiring, you know, to get to the level that you want to be at, it, it requires a little bit of sacrifice in that you, you need to be honest with your relationships, I feel like, you know, and uh, and recognize, hey, I was just listening to Reese Witherspoon. She's got a really great podcast. And uh, yeah. she was she was talking about how there's three types of people. There's the people that really care and want to see you succeed and will be constantly pouring into you. There's people that are in the middle that are just indifferent. Right. And then there's people at the very bottom that are going to kind of constantly spin something into a negative direction and right. maybe tell you all the things that you, you know, say you shouldn't be doing it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And we got to find that top 3% or that top 30%, I feel yeah. like, you know, I, I think it's so, so crucial. I think it's tough to come by, but when you find them, yeah. Uh, hang out, latch on, whatever, not latch on, but you know. <laughs> no, I, I know exactly. I know You're exactly what you mean. the same air they're breathing. Yes, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, um, no, I think that's incredible that you've built such a strong support network around you. And uh, I, I have no doubt. I mean, it sounds like you probably mentor other people too, right? And you I've pass, had, that, yes, pass that pass that down. I, I definitely have had that opportunity. And I love that, honestly. I was actually just having lunch with someone yesterday and we were chatting and I hadn't met this person before, but we were networking. Uh -huh. and he's like, you should be a mentor. I was like, okay, like that's my next career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try and figure this one out first. But um, yeah, um, you know, going back to what we were saying, um, I think also the, um, I also didn't have much fear, like in terms of, I wanted to put myself out there and I wanted to talk to as many people as possible. So um, I do remember it was January, 2019 and I was down in the dumps. I was like coming off a not so great first year. And um, I ended up calling, it was like five or six of the top agents in Atlanta. These people did not know that I even existed. And I called, I got two phone calls back and, um, and one of them, she's actually in my office today uh, Jerry Metcalf. She was really great. Uh, I've she, seen that name. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, she's fantastic. And, and Jerry sat with me and had lunch with me. And I said, I just want to pick your brain for one hour, please. I just need some help. And I need to understand certain things. And she really helped me break down, like, um, like really trying to like, how do I reach out to my sphere of influence? How do I connect with people genuinely? Um, I didn't want to pick up the phone and pe call people that I didn't know. So how do I kind of reconnect with people and, and do it in a way where it's not business driven all of the time? So it was really important that um, uh, I'm genuine with all of my interactions, of course, because a lot yeah. of people are now my friends. So uh, she was really had lots of great insights. Um, she mapped stuff out for me. It was the most amazing hour long conversation that I had. And that was the year I turned my business around, like from the wow. first year to the second year it was night and day. Uh, so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's a go giver mentality right there. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really mm -hmm. is. I mean, that's, that's imagine if you had decided to cold call a few different real estate agents, yeah. like 
You just don't I know. I nothing to lose at that point. I'm like, what nothing, else am I going to do? <laughs> nothing to lose. No, exactly. But uh, sometimes it's hard for people to get into that mindset. They're like, they don't understand truly how, uh, how low the consequences are of doing something that's outside of your comfort zone. Uh, right. You know, the, the risk versus reward is just unreal, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> yeah. Once I realized that, I felt pretty liberated to do what I want, you know, in Absolutely. life and, and uh, be myself and, and go yeah. after these things. That's so cool that, that you had that experience though. Um, and I'm sure that now Jerry's been like, Oh my gosh, I've seen like Jessica going out and like yeah. step by step killing it. So that's, uh, yeah. that's great. So you, you, you came into real estate in like end of 2017. Is that kind of when you started? You said? Um, I got my license January, 2018. January 2018. Great. Yes. So obviously COVID wasn't too far after. I always mm -hmm. want to hear like, did that impact you in any way at all when it, when it happened? Yeah. Um, so again, another uh, opportunity to be possibly terrified in this industry where it's like, sure. oh no, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, called one of my top agent friends and I'm like, what do we do when there's a crisis in the world? And like, you keep going, you keep going mm -hmm. and find a new way to do business that is the entrepreneurial spirit and that's the way you work as a you know business owner and i'm like okay all right i'm going yeah. and so um had a really great conversation it was february 2020 with my broker at the time and he said look he's like life is about to change for everyone and people are going to pause and then they're going to start making changes that is for sure and he wasn't wrong <laughs> 2020 I mean, and 2021 was a whirlwind and I'm so happy that we're in 2022 where it's calming down a bit and uh and you could really give people the time and the energy that they deserve and not be so rushed with certain things but it was great two best years I've had <laughs> yeah I yeah. was wondering I kind of had a hunch but uh you know I I know that one thing is that with people sitting around more they have more time to think about uh making those changes you know <laughs> Exactly. So, sounds like that's how it kind of played out for over the last couple of years. For sure. Yeah. It was um, pretty crazy, but great experience. And, you know, when there's when we have the next crisis, I'll be ready for that, too. Yeah, that's uh, hey, that's that's great. I also love that you mentioned, you know, the the pivot, right? It's like, all right, well, you just have to adjust the strategy and yeah. stay agile and, and just keep going. I really believe that people who uh, stay in the game the longest will will win, you know, um, in the sense that if you just keep pushing and stay agile and keep adjusting, something's going to stick and something's going to pan out if you're constantly trying to improve yourself just a little bit every single day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think are, uh, you know, I, I always I always am curious because uh, I, I, I love talking to people in real estate. What do you think are some of the characteristics that allow people to do really well in, in real estate and are some of those inherent versus learn you think hmm. that's interesting um or can they be learned <laughs> i think that some of them can be learned um so follow up follow through is huge so um I think that can be learned. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I believe that I learned that in my corporate life. Um, so follow-up is everything. Um, even if I don't have an answer, I will have an answer of, I can't get back to you today, but I'll get back to you tomorrow. So just letting people know that you're still there. So there's that. Um, 
intuitive, you know, just uh, being able to really understand and read people, ask the right questions. Um, again, I took this ninja course and they talk about uh, people are experiencing something at every given point and it's pleasure or pain and understanding what that is and how you can help serve them based on, you know, however they're feeling at that time. So I love to dive in and um, it's very rare that I help a client that just calls me and says, Hey, I want to look at a house. Can you show me this house? No, I'm not doing, I need to have coffee with you. We need to have a drink. We need to have a conversation. And cause I want to understand, you know, what's going on. So I think that learning to take the time to do that, uh, is key to just a long-term relationship and also building trust as well. So that's possibly something that's learned, um, Let's see. Uh, yeah, I would say those are the two big ones for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something that you've learned a lot about people is that everything is, everything is, you know, about the relationship and ensuring that there's a mutual trust there and that, uh, yeah. you know, we can learn each other's, yeah, in each other's comfort zones, yeah. uh, learn everything so that you can, you can make sure that the transaction is smooth and, and all sure. that. Cause, at the end of the day, I'm like, the pitch, the pitch is out. Like people don't care about the pitch anymore. You know what nope. I mean? People it's, it is just about like feeling like, you know, somebody and knowing where their heart is. Yeah. Um, plus obviously what's, what's in it for them. Um, uh, and being able to get that across to them. Yeah. And then I think also being, um, skilled at learning how to deliver honesty um, I'm from New York. So honesty is like in my blood. Right. So, <laughs> but for me, I love that yeah. being in the South, I have to kind of temper that a bit more and, you know, serve it up with a little bit of honey. So I, I, I can be honest, but be kind about my honesty and not abrasive. So I think learning how to do that and just saying, Hey, you know what, these are the possible options and these are the things that can happen. And just, you know, um, but, but I think sometimes what I see is people are afraid to be honest with their clients. And I think that's mm -hmm. where you lose them. That's where you lose them. Well, yeah, you just can't establish trust if yeah. you're not able to express that, uh, you know, mm -hmm. be, have that radical candor. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's not always about being mean, but it is about being a bit blunt and um, direct with people so that they know, Hey, this person is not going to hesitate to tell me something that's a good or bad idea. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, it's been a situation where you've had to be uh, kind of radically honest with somebody uh, whenever, whenever you've been working with them. Wow. Um, you know what I, so uh, without names, of course, I've been working <laughs> with a client yeah. and they don't know me. They met me last year in an open house. They mm -hmm. reached out to me this year and I'm helping their aging mother purchase her home. And so she's close to 80 and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been challenging because, you know, she's my client ultimately, but I'm working with her, her children on, um, on getting this home for her. So, you know, um, delivering honesty to them and, you know, <laughs> has been yeah. a, a challenge, you know, my, my heart's in the right place. I want her to find the best place for herself, of course. And, um, but you know, I think they're highly sensitive because it's mom. So kind of working mm. around that, but yeah. Yeah. So well, I, in that case, I typically give people options. I'm like, there's not just one way of doing this. There's two or three different ways. And if this were my mom in my situation, I would probably go down this road, but you have the options. Here they are. 
But these are the yeah. possible scenarios. Knowing what I know about this industry and how things operate, this is probably what's going to happen. So, mm. so I can that's, give them some insight at least. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really that's really helpful. And I mean, the end result of that is that everybody feels like, hey, I'm extremely clear on on what my yeah what my choices are and what how yeah. I can how I can proceed. So I think yeah. that's uh, yeah I think that's great. Yeah. Um, and I think something that I, that's that popped into my mind is there's so much that goes into getting to the point where you can be able to sell a house to somebody um, or buy a house for somebody. Um, and I, I feel like there's maybe a lack of knowledge out there about what goes into making that happen. So what do you think is part of your strategy for being able to effectively take care of a customer? What is like the build up to that look like typically for you whenever you're mapping everything out? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I do try to keep the process simple. Um, uh, like let's just say if it's a first time home buyer, I do try to simplify things as much as possible. Uh, we have a strategy going into buying or selling and, you know, there's a sit down and I'm, I feel like I'm always two to three steps ahead of my client. Uh, and, and, and I always tell them, you know, like, let's take one thing at a time. I know what's coming next, but let's just like take this one thing that we're doing right now. Let's not worry about what's going to happen three weeks from now. And, uh, and I just kind of keep them focused uh, on, on what's in front of us. And then I'm able to prepare them for the next step. And so uh, I think that's been really helpful. It is definitely a very personal, I am handholding all day and happily, happily handholding, um, but just helping them understand the process. And I want to help them understand that it's not that scary. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is such an awesome opportunity to be in a position where you could actually buy a home, like amazing. You're winning in life. And Absolutely. so how That's can so I great. understand and, and just so like appreciate this moment, be grateful for it. And, you know, so, you know, I do try to remind without being preachy that this is a really great thing that they're doing. Um, I also try to share my personal stories. You know, um, I bought my first place when I was single and um, I it wasn't that expensive. I had to renovate it myself with YouTube and Home Depot. And mm -hmm. <laughs> so I did a lot yeah. of things and I was able to make a really nice profit on my home. So I share those stories with people um, on this is something that you can do by yourself. You don't need a partner to do this with. And so whatever you're thinking, like, let's re let's rewrite that story for you. And let's, you know, help you focus on what's happening at this current moment. So. So empowering. Uh, mm -hmm. And I love that you're taking people through every stage. Mm -hmm. uh, sounds like. Sounds like people probably defer to you, you know, and uh, and I feel like that's so essential to uh, put, put people at ease is you don't want them to feel like. I got to really step in and, you know, try to figure yeah. this stuff out too. Okay. You want to feel like, Hey, I'm listening to Jessica, you know, uh, and <laughs> how do you establish uh, I mean, obviously maybe authority is not the right way to put it, but it kind of is, you know, in the sense of like, how do you establish authority whenever you first are getting that process going? Yeah. I mean, I just, again, when I engage with them upon first meeting, it's just like, Hey, you know, this is something where I'm here to help you. I'm your advocate. So whatever your concerns or whatever, they all go through me and I will help you sort through them as best as I possibly can. And again, yeah. we are a partner in this situation and I want to continue to partner with you. And, and that means something to me and my business. So I'm going to give you all of me. 
And, um, and so that's, and that's really what they get. I mean, I truly do operate from this standpoint. I think that's why I'm so tired at the end of every day, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it is what it is. It's just, it's just how I move. And I, and, and I like to give that to my clients. That is, uh, no, I think that's, I think that's really, really essential, uh, for being able to, to do what you do. Um, so thinking about anybody that is wanting to, you know, level up and, and get to where you're at now, what do you think are some of your favorite tips? You've already given so many, but are there, are there any additional favorite tips that you'd want to share for somebody that's wanting to improve their skills, you think? Yeah, for sh uh, improve their skills or want to get into the industry? I'd say improve, level up their game, you know, improve level their skills. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think just go back to understanding why you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, uh, whether it's for your family, whether it's for ultimate freedom, whatever that might be, and then get really, you know, granular about what, what that looks like, what your life looks like five to 10 years from now, if, however far away you want to plan it out. But because I feel like that helps motivate people and drive them. If you don't have yeah. a certain goal to, to move towards, then what are you moving towards exactly? So that's just me. And that's my, my, you know, my two cents on that. So get really clear on what that goal is. Um, and then just even if it's for an hour or two hours a day, have some sort of time blocking or a, a regimen that you have that is healthy. You know, whether it's the affirmations, um, Whatever, whatever that is, writing things down, reading something that's good for you, listening to a great podcast, whatever that might be that's going to give you more than what you had, I think that's, a, a, that's another key thing. But just taking, carving out that time on a daily basis for, for you to connect with you. So that, that's a big one as well. Uh, and then I think once you have some of those things, then you know what you're working towards, you know? Um, and then, so I, I kind of, you know, I, I, I'm at that point. And then last year I got to a point in my business where I was like, okay, well, who do I want to be? Like, what kind of service do I want to provide my people? So then I personally went on a discovery tour of just in the city and it's like, who am I? <laughs> you know? And it's like, I'm the girl that loves Atlanta. I love to go out to eat. I love a, a lot. I love a luxury lifestyle. And I want to give that to all of my people. I want to share that with them. So now I'm considered the luxury, or I'm sorry, the lifestyle uh, Atlanta agent. But, um, you know, but it, it took a process for me to get to that point. I'm like, okay, now I yeah. know who I am and what I'm, what my voice is out there. And, um, and I think people are catching on to that. So that's great. But I think just baby steps. Don't do everything at once. Just why are you doing it first? So to figure that part out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you've taken steps to honing your brand, Jess in the city. Uh, yeah. What, what made, yeah. <laughs> Boom. For everybody that, that can't see it, Jess has this amazing Jess in the city, uh, Jess in the city. I think it's like a wood carving it uh, is. painted thing. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Very Thank cool. You. Um, and love the, you know, creativity intersect intersecting with what you're doing there. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, what what motivated you to want to start your own brand? Do you think? I mean, I'm sure you've been able to leverage it in such a great way, and it helps yeah. you. Because me, even just seeing that, I'm like, well, that's what I want. I would, I'd want to work with somebody that does, you know, what what yeah. you're, you know, what you represent. Well, I guess I mean I come from a branding background, uh, so going to school for marketing and graphic design, it's all about the brand. So yes. I was talking about brand well before it became trendy, <laughs> and and building Such a that buzzword now. 
Yeah, I know. But just well, you know, well before that, um, just knowing who you are and 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 being confident about that and sharing it with the world. I, I think that we all should do it. Why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, and, you know, what, what better way to represent yourself uh, in a professional setting than to, I mean, try to be your best self and then figure out visuals that can back that up and you Certainly. know messaging and all of that. I think that's, that's and we wanted uh, it to be fun essential. Too. You know, we wanted it to be fun and playful, a spin on Sex in the City. People like that show. They love it, whatever. But they there's there's something around that. Yeah, this could be a very serious industry and people, you know, are really serious about it. And and I am, but I do like to have fun. And it's totally. all about you know, being serious. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny. I uh, I was like, like, I'm pretty sure that the Sex and the City reference. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was always hating on it for so long. My <laughs> wife watches it. And then I sat down and I was like, it just got to a point where we'd have dinner. I'd be like, hey, are we watching Sex and the City tonight? And <laughs> So now I'm like a Sex in the City uh, super fan over here. It's kind of I funny. Mean, I get it. Who's your favorite character? Uh, you know, I, I like Jessica. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you know, her, she she does a, a great job in her in her role there. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yes. But uh, I, I, Miranda is a little nutty too, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But hey, I like, I like them all. I like them all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I guess thinking about all of that, are, are something I always like to ask too is people in you know specific industries like what you're in. Are there any myths out there that you'd like to dispel uh, about being a real estate agent that you think are just you know commonly held that maybe you could you could clear you could clear up for the record? <laughs> Absolutely, I'm going to start with we all make a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not saying that there are not very wealthy people that sell real estate. Um, I, uh, in all honesty, I have done better in this career than I did in my previous. So I'm very grateful for that. But that is all hard work all day long. So, um, but I think the myth is because all these fabulous reality shows and the red bottoms are showing off, you know, this luxury lifestyle and, you know, coming out of the Lamborghini and all the things. And, and that's super sexy because it's TV. But yeah. uh, when they flash that $100,000 commission at the very bottom right hand of the screen, you know, they're not getting that. Uh, that is, <laughs> I will tell you who's getting that money, you know, 50%, well, probably 25% or so is going to the government, no doubt, because you have to pay your taxes. And then um, your broker's fees, you know, we have splits uh, that are negotiated with our brokers. And um, so by the time we get that, it's still good, but you know, it's, it's just not what they portray on television. So, um, I certainly have been approached by people that are just like, you guys make too much money. And, um, for the amount that I work and what I give to my clients, uh, I just say to them, you clearly have not had the just in the city experience because if we're doing, uh, we're so ingrained in your life and we know everything that's going on and we're playing the role of therapist during that time. <laughs> Yep, I that's so you. true. I'm doing all right. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So there's that, and you know, um, I think you know the industry. Um, dare I say it's saturated, but it is. Uh, you know, I think that a lot of people have their license, and um, some people utilize it full time, some don't. Whatever. I, I'm not trying to knock anything, of course, but. Um, so, and these are all entrepreneurs. So everyone conducts their business differently. So what I like to say to people is if you're, if you're going to hire a real estate agent, 
really interview them, ask them questions and, and understand who you want to work with at the end of the day. And instead of making it about, I don't want to pay you your commission, ask, ask that person, what are they going to bring to the table and why are they going to work hard for you instead of going directly to their pocket? Cause that's, that's a hard one. You know, it's like, I never have conversations with people where I talk about their salary, not ever. And nor would no. I. <laughs> no. Exactly. So, but it's an industry in which people that they lead with that. And so that's um, I've gotten better about that conversation over the years. Um, I know my value and my worth. And um, but I would say that was that's the biggest thing in this industry is the those fancy shows. <laughs> I know, I know. I, uh, I can't. There's like uh, some, the Hamptons one that I saw. Uh, something. There's all kinds of them. Um, but okay, so let me be very clear. It's not that I don't watch them. <laughs> I do. I will say there's one. I think it's called uh, Lux Listing Sydney in Sydney, Australia, and I watch it predominantly uh-huh. because the real estate is absolutely stunning there. The yeah. architecture is very different. Um, it's got a little bit of a California vibe. And these people are selling houses that are like 14 million and up. I mean, it's, oh my gosh. Um, they're probably doing very well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it goes down to the percentages, right? I mean, yes, totally. you're, you were a top 6% producer, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing is like, there's a lot of real estate agents and you gotta, you gotta, you know, that is a good thing for people to understand is like, you got to really work, to make that stuff happen. You can't sell one house or, and uh, expect to chill on that paycheck for the rest of the year. No. Yeah, no, that would be hard. So, yeah. And so, and I also think, you know, um, things are on the market. You know, I, I hear a lot of things. Uh, anytime you hear the big R word recession, mm-hmm. you know, recession means a lot of different things and it's not yeah. as detrimental as we think that it is. It currently, especially right now, it's not. It is a normalizing of the market. The past two years have not been normal. And so when I have to talk to my clients and they hear the word recession, they are freaking out. They are like, we're not buying real estate. We're not buying real estate. So there's there's a lot of conversation around that. Um, I will say, you know, again, we have a really great group of brokers and um, economists that talk to our group at Sotheby's. And I mean, these are the people that I trust at the end of the day when it comes mm-hmm. to talking about finances and, and possible um things that are going to happen in the future. I mean, that's what I'm listening to. Uh, I I mean, dare I say it, it's been seven years since I've actually watched the news because what the news is pumping out is what they want. They want to scare you, first of all. This is what I think. <laughs> they want to terrify you. So for me, I get my, uh, my economy, news sources, all of that stuff from uh, trusted professionals in the industry rather than... CNBC, CNN, all those you know networks, et cetera. It's just, I think that they intentionally instill fear in you. I, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, they actually looked that up recently. I don't even and, know if I should have said those networks. Probably shame on me for doing that out loud. But. Nah, I mean, it's, it's actually, there's a statistic now that I think it's like 70% of Americans don't trust the media anymore. Um, and it's just gotten out of hand. I'm, I'll go, I'm, I'm fine with saying that I, it, yeah. it is fear tactics and trying to increase viewership and, and all of that. But, um, right. you know, at the end of the day, you just like, yeah, I, I you got to listen to the people that, that really yeah. know the market, like, like sure. you have your trusted people. So I think that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. If, um, I, if I say anything, just be selective about who you're getting your information from. Yeah. 
and, yeah. and let it be someone that's doing it day in and day out. Absolutely right. So you're primarily working in the in the Georgia market. Are you? Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna branch out? Get a little bit further out of uh, out of the state the state line? <laughs> I am actually. I am currently. I'm getting my Florida license. So um, I spent some time in South Florida as a teenager. I lived in uh, Boca Raton with my mom. Mm. So I have a lot of family there and love South Florida. So, you know, I felt like, you know, we're going to embark on some uh, investment properties there and owning. I may as well uh, bring that service to my clients as well. So, you know, if they want to get secondary homes, investment properties, I can certainly help them in the South Florida area. That's so exciting. Very, mm -hmm. very cool. Yeah. Um, that's, no, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you can go out and get a couple of homes for yourself down there too. That's, uh, yeah. that's pretty oh, cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Branching out. Well, <laughs> wonderful. Well, I am so excited to keep, see you keep going on your journey. Um, you. In closing, I'd like to ask two things. Uh, mm -hmm. What is your favorite thing about what you do? And also, can you just go ahead and, you know, share any plugs? Where can people find you? Keep up with everything that you're doing. Uh, and, you know, if they need your services, to, yeah. where can they holler at you? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Um, uh, the biggest thing is connecting. I love connecting with people. I love connecting people to their homes, to a new life, all the things. So definitely a connector by heart. Um, and then uh, you can reach me uh, at um, on Instagram. It's just in the city underscore Atlanta. I am on TikTok as well, just in the city of Atlanta, and uh, still on Facebook these days. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, and then, you know, again, you can just look up Just in the City, and you'll find my information if you want to talk real estate. Excellent. Jessica, thank you so much for hopping on. This was a pleasure okay. meeting you. Uh, so many incredible insights for everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everything that you're going to be doing in the coming years. Thank you, Blake. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Gem Series, the podcast for anybody dedicated to investing in themselves. If you'd like to see the resources mentioned in this episode, learn more about what we are up to at Rocket Level, or come over and join our team, just click on the links below. Until next time, this is Blake Chapman, and remember to be awesome and do awesome things.